Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. It's a Friday. Ready for the weekend? We have news, information, and comment today. You don't want to miss a minute of this show. I'll be back with the news right after this. If you seriously looked at your life today, would it be about you, or would the majority of your life be about others? No, they did it in Plymouth, Massachusetts, the 400th anniversary of the first Thanksgiving. Locals keep the welcoming spirit alive by serving holiday dinner to anyone new in town. Come on down. Many missions are open on Thanksgiving Day, and people do away with their Thanksgiving celebration to serve others. At the villages in Florida, country's largest American Legion post, 400 retirees show up every week to send goodies to soldiers via Operation Shoebox. Others. God came to this earth in the person of a man, and his entire life from beginning to end was about others. That's something to really pray about today because it's hard in your flesh to think of others first. Oh, if you have time and some room, you'll be able to work others in. No. Pray about it. See what God would have for you in the days ahead. What in the world is going on? Not on Black Friday. Thousands of Amazon warehouse workers are today staging a mass Black Friday strike across 40 countries, including the United States and Germany, in a row over pay and working conditions. Really? The global strike action on one of the biggest shopping days of the year was called on by a campaign group called Make Amazon Pay. It is titled the protest Make Amazon Pay Day. The initiative promoted by groups on Twitter under Make Amazon Pay listed the industrial action planned in 40 countries around the world. Employees at a company workhouse in St. Peter's, Missouri will stop today as part of the protest and Whole food stores owned by Amazon will also take labor actions today. Strike action will take place in Bessner, Alabama, Columbia, Maryland, Detroit, Michigan, well, all over the country. What in the world? Well, that can't be good. Well, as investigators, well, skipped Thanksgiving celebrations, yes, they did, to continue their search for a suspect in those unsolved slings of four University of Idaho students, a third unsolved stabbing in the Pacific Northwest has surfaced with eerie similarities. Reporters at a news briefing on Wednesday asked Moscow police about the possible connection between the kids' slayings here and the second unsolved stabbing, which left Travis Juton dead and seriously injured his wife, Jemaine, in Oregon. Authorities say an intruder attacked the couple in their sleep around 3 o'clock on August the 13th, 2021. It was about 3 o'clock the 13th. This year, same thing. Wow. And then there's a woman, same time, 13th, a year ago, in Oregon. What in the world is going on? We'll find out in the days ahead. So one of the big questions today is, can you read? What are you talking about, Greg? A solid education has empowered you with a fundamental skill of being able to read. Yet today, there are literally, you know this, millions of kids in this country 
who can't or are behind in their reading, and sadly, too many can't read at all, your child could be one of them. The latest data provides the facts, and they're alarming. The National Assessment of Education Progress released its fourth and eighth grade reading scores for U.S. students and found that nearly 70% of our kids today are testing well below proficient in reading, and they are in big trouble. That's just not appalling. It's heartbreaking, especially because most parents think their kids are doing fine. How in the world did this happen? In a recent podcast series sold a story how teaching kids to read went so wrong, journalist Emily Hanford shared stories of moms and dads who discovered their children couldn't read and many challenges they faced in seeking help. It's education. America. Oh, boy. Well, Elon Musk is driving the lefty loonies absolutely crazy. The new Twitter owner, Elon Musk, said yesterday that he's granting amnesty for suspended accounts. Donald Trump's back on, by the way, if he wants to be. Which online safety experts predict's going to spirit. There's going to be a rise in harassment, hate speech, misinformation, racism, everything going to go crazy, according to the Associated Press. And I've always believed them, but nah, you don't want to believe them. After Musk's initial tweet, he said AP piqued his curiosity about online experts. Who are these people? And they're all working for the left, and well, that's another scary story in and of itself. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, Elon Musk shaking him up. I don't know what you think about him, but he is doing a job to the crazies out there, and we'll see what happens in that one. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, don't get suckered in. I'm going to tell you about it right after this. This stuff is disgusting, isn't it? I mean, daily news? What a snapshot of what the world considers normal. Look at the covers there as you check out at the grocery store. There's magazines. Stunning tapestry of lies, rumors, indecency, adultery, betrayal. The new America. None of this stuff is traditional family values, is it? And yet, as a culture, we aren't shocked by what we see anymore. We aren't desensitized. Sometimes we enjoy it. That's what they tell us. We read articles and watch television shows about perversion, as if intoxicated by the glamour of lifestyles today. That is so true. We fill our homes with a million little pictures of this distorted reality and then pack it neatly away when it's time to go to church Sunday. Sadly, many of us are living two separate lives, the one we show God and the one we show the world. Romans 12, too, confronts us with this disparity really head on. As you think about those images, consider the words of Paul. Do not, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that ye may prove what is that will of God, that acceptable will of God, good, acceptable, perfect. You need the Bible. You need God. It's a new America, and crazy things are happening. Is your home being conformed to the world, or is it being transformed by the Holy Spirit of God? Would others see you as a blind follower of today's culture? Or would they see you as the good and acceptable and perfect one in the will of God? Be honest with yourself. Talk to God about it today. The question, are you conformed or transformed? Something to think about. 
Okay, little Black Friday buying news, you sucker. What? Hey, imagine you put on an old coat you haven't worn in a while, and you, to your surprise, there it is, a crumpled $20 bill. How does that make you feel? One to ten, what scale? Pretty exciting, isn't it? Oh, wait a minute. You're, you're walking down, you're going to buy some ice cream, you pull out a 20, wind catches it, takes it into the sewer grate. Now how do you feel? One to ten. You know, if you're like most people, you feel much worse losing the 20 than about gaining 20. That tendency is called loss aversion. Now, get this. One among many dangerous judgment errors that behavioral scientists call cognitive biases, and it's dangerous. Loss aversion is one of the three key reasons why our minds get suckered into Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Retailers know that our intuitive reaction is to avoid a loss, with research showing this drive might be up to twice as powerful as the desire is to make gains. So by offering short-term sales available only on Black Friday or Cyber Monday, they tap into your deep intuition to protect ourselves from any kind of a loss for the opportunity represented by this big sale. Now you know. Just one. Don't get suckered in. <laughs> I've never been to one yet. Oh, well, we're all different, aren't we? Be careful. She probably won't try this trick again. An 18-year-old Virginia woman has been sentenced to 10 days in jail for slamming a courtroom door. Sonia Gaston came to Virginia Beach's courthouse to testify in support of her boyfriend, Tyrese Lavelle McCurson, 20 years old, who had been called to court for violating his probation after a felony theft conviction by testing positive for drugs. He got 90 days in jail. His girlfriend didn't like it. Stormed out of the courtroom. Slammed the door. The judge sent someone after him. Judge found her in contempt. Ten days in jail. Be careful when and how you get mad. I often wondered, have to look this up, how many people die yearly in small plane crashes? Family and friends in a small Illinois town are mourning the loss of two grandparents who perished in a plane crash traveling to North Carolina for Thanksgiving. Joseph Patty Criner, Freeburg, Illinois, died Saturday when their small twin-engine Viper PA-30 crashed in Winston-Salem. Around 11.15 in the morning, the couple had taken off from the St. Louis downtown airport, made a stop in London, Kentucky, and then crashed near the airport in Winston-Salem. Authorities with the National Transportation Safety Board investigating the cause of the crash. The pilot communicated saying he needed to circle the airport for a second attempt, and during the circling of the airport, the plane lost control, impacted the ground. This couple, very well known in their small community there in Illinois, sad. Not sure where this one fits in. Did you watch any of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? I think I've seen a part of it. Almost all of my life, but oh, Mariah Carey, everybody pecking on somebody. The unofficial queen of Christmas, 52 year old Mariah Carey, mocked on social media for her low energy performance at this year's parade. Immediately after taking the stage, fans accused the festive hitmaker of forgetting the lyrics of her own song and doing terrible lip sync. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here I'll. Quick run over to Moronville here, located in Iowa. 
A judge there yesterday rejected an appeal from a convicted murderer who argued that because he suffered a medical emergency in 2015 and died momentarily, he therefore already completed his life sentence and uh, has been unjustly held behind bars now the last four years. Just one more bozo on that bus. The last words her son said, Ma, I may have to take this call. I'll talk to you later. The mother of a prominent Florida attorney who was gunned down in an alleged murder-for-hire plot described the moment she learned of her son's violent death and her continuing quest for justice years later happened back in 2014. The truth of my life is defined by my son's murder, said Ruth Markle. She wrote that in her book, The Unveiling, A Mother's Reflection on Murder, Grief, and a Trial Life. I'm 77 and I will likely die before reaching the small satisfaction of any kind of meaningful justice here. Marco lost her son Dan on the morning of July the 18th, 2014, minutes after she had spoken with him over the phone. In this book, she described not only how her family has chosen to remember Danny, but also the life sentence she herself is serving as she and her family awaits answers as to who hired the hitmen to ambush and execute her son. Ma, I have to take this call. Talk to you later. The last words she ever heard from him. Made me think about more the last words I heard from my son before he died in the backyard of our home, July 14th of this year. Last words. Some of you will never have to experience that. At least we pray so, my friend. Quick thoughts on things. Remember, the lamestream media polling is to drive the left-wing agenda, period. Don't forget that. It's Friday. Sunday's the coming. Gonna be in church this weekend. Today's good news story, kids and emergencies. What really matters in medicine is how you treat people. Just keep reminding yourself of that. The thoughts of paramedic Ivan Rakasiewicz. He rolls out every day in his emergency unit, ready to make life-saving decisions. He's passionate about his profession. He still finds time for a little sleight of hand. He's found a secret. The paramedic finds a magic solution to keep kids calm in emergencies. It always troubled him on his runs how much kids were scared of an EMS unit or emergency room. So one day he got the idea of performing a little magic. Maybe that would help distract them. It does nearly every time. This paramedic felt helpless sometimes when the kids were so scared. So he stopped by a magic shop, learned a few things. Said he started with a couple of coin tricks that were awful, but realized it didn't matter. It kept the kids distracted. This paramedic says, all I want to do is be good at my job. And if it means me finding another way to be a better paramedic, which is doing some magic tricks for kids, by all means, I'm going to do that. I just want to, in this case, make fear disappear. That's a very caring individual, when you think? Tip of the hat to Ivan Rakasikwitz. Thoughts from here there? If you don't heal from those that cut you, you'll bleed on those who didn't. If you think someone's post on Facebook is about you, truth is, it probably isn't. But you probably see yourself in it. Suggestion? 
Don't get upset with the mirror. Fix the reflection. Great truth here. The only way a child should leave the womb is by birth. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this important message. So if you're in a place where you can look out and see God's fantastic creation today, remember God made all of this out of nothing. Trust him. He can take care of you. Helping others with that heavy burden. Why, of course it's exciting. Hitting that word on Facebook, confirm, seven times this morning. Those who want to be our friend on Facebook, I am waiting for you. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. That's Greg Patton, Facebook. Pray for you, you pray for, I prayed for so many of you yesterday and this morning. It's just great. Good to have friends all around the world via Facebook. Yeah, this thing can be used for good or bad. Let's pray for one another and let's be friends. That's Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E, and thanks so much for just being here today and a part of all we do. I think one of the hardest parts of being a pastor, and I've done this for going on 35 years, boy, seeing the people and their heartache and their pain, all of those burdens, I thought about the fact that we're not designed to carry the weight of these things. Have you ever watched people endure painful burdens and the heartaches in life? Of course you have. You've been around any time at all. You know, you might have noticed that some face trials with remarkable positive attitudes. I'm amazed by that. While others seem to be shattered, even by small difficulties. No one's life is entirely free of hardship. It's important to understand how God wants us to bear them. There are, there are really three different sources for the struggles we encounter in life every day. Sometimes they're situations that we bring upon ourselves, you know that, while other times they're purely the work of Satan. Some tests, meanwhile, come directly from the hand of Almighty God. Our challenges, oh, they vary greatly. A single Christian mom may have the awesome responsibility of raising kids in an ungodly world that seeks to destroy those kids. An angry misunderstanding may leave the head of the household without a job. Or a past sin can result in deep scars or guilt that weigh a person down. Regardless of the type of problem or its source, the question is, how are we to handle these burdens that come our way? I was thinking back to when one of our men in the church went on an honor flight, those things to Washington, D.C., honoring veterans and get one day in the Capitol. In this particular case, took his brother-in-law, had a great time. But the next day, after that great time, the next day, he killed himself. What was that all about? We never know what's going on in the minds of people. What happened here? Recently had lost a job. I mean, 70 years old. Recently lost a job. You know, Jesus never vows to totally remove your troubles. But he does promise to deal with those trials in such a way that we no longer have to carry that weight. You can't do it. Some distressing situations like terminal illness, caring for a disabled relative, the death of a loved one, those are permanent as far as this life is concerned. Some people might find the idea of an ongoing trial as discouraging. 
But the Christian has got to remember that we are not to handle these matters on our own. You don't have the strength. God wants to lift that load. God wants to carry it for Cast all your care upon him. 1 John 5, 3 says, He personally invites every one of us who are weary to find refreshment in him. Isn't that great news? Of course, all of us would prefer to bypass the pain altogether. That's my choice. But the Lord knows that our hardships and heartaches, the things that we are unable to handle on our own, they form the fertile ground for spiritual growth and increasing dependence upon God. How can we know that Jesus Christ as the burden bearer unless we get under the burden ourselves? Isn't that a good question? Try to deal with it our own way. The experience, the relief of letting him carry the weight, that's fantastic. Oftentimes, the difficulty God has sent or allowed into my life have been so unpleasant that I beg God to remove them. However, when I look back, realize that all my suffering and what it taught me about God, I pray, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you knew better than I did. Thank you for not making my life so easy. Can you say that today? It goes without saying that we all prefer a comfortable and trouble-free life. But what we have to ask is, do, do I want what the flesh wants, which is ease, comfort, pleasure? Or do I want to become the godly person that God wants me to be? Well, when you put it that way, it's a choice all believers have to make. Yes, you do. At the same time, while hardships are to be expected, we should recognize God never intended that the Christian life to be difficult. No, no. John sixteen thirty three. He wants us to know that no matter what our burden is, when we come to him, you come to God today, he will lift that weight for you if you allow him to do so, will you? Whenever you're dealing with a heavy burden, turn to Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 for God's wisdom on how you should proceed in your life today. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, that's you, isn't it? And I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest in your souls, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. We can learn a couple of things here from this passage. You need to humble yourself. That's a good start, God. I'm a proud man. I'm asking you to take care of this part of my life. It's humbling to admit that you're struggling with a problem, isn't it? And then submit to God. Take my yoke upon you. You got to do it. And learn of me. Jesus tells us he wants us to walk in unison with him under his yoke of love. So learn of him today. And above all else, trust and obey. Trust him. While God doesn't say he's going to remove all the burdens, he does promise he will give you rest for your soul. Are you oppressed today? Jesus Christ is offering another way. Remember, his yoke is light. It will not bend you, break you, or destroy you. On the contrary, submission to Almighty God will actually lift you up today. Let God take that weight of burden that you're never meant to carry in the first place. Why not exchange it today? He'll give you the Holy Spirit's power to enable you to face any of life's circumstances. He wants to do it. Will you allow him to do so? Great way to live and a great way to die. Well, there's good advice and bad advice, right? Try to be a rainbow in someone's cloud? I like that. Don't ever take a fence down until you know why it was put up. Never ruin an apology with an excuse. Camping as a Boy Scout? Scout leader said, just use the leaves to wipe. 
never told us about poison ivy. And finally, you know when you're getting old and you go to an antique auction and three people bid on you. <laughs> That's about par for the quarries here on Hello World. Trust you'll be in church on Sunday. Oh, you got to do it, my friend. We appreciate so much you being here each day, Monday through Friday. We got the weekend off. Some stations carry us on Saturday and Sunday. Thank you very much. Most of you back here Monday. And that's the way it is. Friday, November 25th, 2022. I'm Greg Patton. God bless you. Have a great weekend.